0: With all of the recent drought conditions that we've been having in BC, it turns out some people have been feeling anxious with it. And it's even called climate anxiety to have some feelings around that. Here to talk with us some more about this is Kiffer Card, Assistant Professor of Health Sciences at SFU and Director of the Mental Health and Climate Change Alliance. Good morning, Kiffer.
1: Good morning. How are you?
0: Great. Thanks for being with us so early on a Sunday. Um, So this, this term, climate anxiety, we've been seeing it pop up a lot recently, especially with the drought conditions. But what is it exactly? What is climate anxiety?
1: Yeah, Over the past few years, we've heard, particularly from young people, but really across the age spectrum, people who are concerned and worried about climate change. And now that's completely normal. People who are aware of uh, climate changing should be concerned. There's potentials to impact their jobs and their homes, their livelihoods. We saw that with the heat wave last year, for example. Um, but uh, climate anxiety is going a step beyond worry and concern. And it's a level of uh, anxiety that um, causes you to have some sort of cognitive or functional impairment so that you can't Go about your daily life and, uh, you know, do all the things that you want to and need to do because you're so preoccupied with uh, those concerns about climate change. And uh, and so that's what we call climate anxiety.
0: Yeah, there was actually in West Vancouver recently a woman who went on a hunger strike. She was a self-proclaimed climate activist and she had gone on this hunger strike. She'd taken other previous actions of protest, including gluing her hand to the highway Um, And a judge, uh, when she was taken to court, uh, picked up on the claim from her therapist that she suffered from climate depression, climate anxiety, uh, which was a first, at least here. So is it being more broadly recognized and acknowledged
1: yeah, certainly it's, uh, it's increasingly um, documented. As I said, it's something that's emerged only in the past few years. It's something that we've been really studying academically. And, um, but if you look at the you know, symptoms, it's a, it's a lot similar to other mental health problems. One of the th- unique things about climate anxiety is there's not a lot that an individual themselves can do to address the sources and causes of anxiety. So they're kind of left with that existential emotional threat. It's just there to kind of really um, cause that sort of disruption, whereas other sources of anxiety, you know, job and work and family, there are maybe more control over those sorts of events. And so this is a really unique form of anxiety in that way in terms of uh, how, how how it can be managed and dealt with. And so even right now, it's not entirely clear what therapeutic approaches are effective or not for it. Um, but certainly, the research is starting to look at trying to understand this really as its own unique medical uh, condition. Even though it's not classified, you know, by um, you know most uh, medical bodies as a distinct medical illness, it certainly is what we're hearing from people who experience this, this or therapists who treat it. But there's a lot of reasons to treat it as its own thing.
0: So Kiffer, and you stated this earlier, we all feel uh, some sense of um, anger and despair at times with reading about climate stories in the news, not just here locally, but also elsewhere in the world. And what is it that differentiates between like this kind of general concern for the climate and then these people that you're saying will actually uh, have climate anxiety?
1: Yeah, it's uh, very hard to say who will will get climate anxiety, for instance. But uh, in our surveys, we see something about five or six percent of the population, at least on some days, uh, are experiencing this sort of dwelling or, you know, that they're not able to do what they want to do. Either they're not able to think about or stop thinking about climate change in the ways that they would like, or it's actually disrupting things like schoolwork. You know, they can't get their homework done, those sort of things. Um, so that's at the general population, but it really skews younger. If you look at young people, millennials and Gen Zers, you know, it's something more like 20% of people have this, uh, you know, kind of debilitating level of climate. 20%? Uh, or, or what we call climate anxiety. So, yeah, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty severe.
0: Yeah, that's really high. So, why are young people suffering from it more than older people?
1: Young people are generally more, I guess, vulnerable to mental health issues. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a hard time of life. Uh, you know, as you're trying to find your footing in the world, um, there's lots of additional stresses that those people face. But then there's the obvious that when it comes to climate change, they're the ones who will most likely bear the brunt of the burden. We are seeing health effects of climate change now, including climate anxiety. You know, the 600 to 800 deaths that happened last year's heat wave, for example, Um, but certainly the perception of what comes in the future will be much worse than what we're experiencing now is there. And so, of course, young people who are going to live through that have more reason to be worried.
0: Okay, and you did mention earlier, Kiffer, that it's not clear how to help uh, these people because it is also a new kind of anxiety, but um, that's for therapists. What about people who just know someone who's suffering from climate anxiety? How can we help someone just as a friend or a neighbour? What can we say to them?
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly really critical. What we do know works is having a strong, socially supportive uh, community that you belong to, that cares about your concern, that doesn't dismiss your concern about climate change. That is really critical to helping a person feel heard, feel understood, have an opportunity to talk and express these concerns. And so a lot of the problems that we see in, in between therapists and their patients is when that doesn't happen when they don't get recognized, when they try to minimize the effects of climate change. And so um, that's why I think as a broad community, you know, making sure that young people in particular are supported as they learn about climate change, you know, whether that's part of high school or college, um, that they're also being supported and having an opportunity to share what those thoughts mean and have conversations and feel the love and support of those around them. That's one thing that, you know, whatever mental health condition you're talking about is going to play a really critical role in protecting that person from, you know, worsening anxiety or uh, not. And so that might be involvement in a community activism group. You know, it might be involvement in something completely not related to climate change.
0: Okay, just finding a way to include yourself and gain that sense of belonging. Kif Ricard, thank you so much for talking to us this morning.
1: Thank you for having
0: me.